Do I know the real Yusuf? I don't think so. Does it me? Um, yeah. How many people know the real Yusuf? Ooh, I don't even know. To be honest, if you want me to be as open, I don't know if I know myself. So what? I went to Dan Bozerian's party yesterday. So what? It was it was great. How was it? It was great. I just said that. Okay. Uh, why are you talking like you're vlogging right now? Welcome back to Impulsive, <laughs> the number one podcast in the world. <clears throat> Truth. If you guys are not subscribed, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. You know the drill. We do an audio-only Q&A with the guests after the visual is done. So big ups on the audio iTunes, YouTube. You're getting yeah. really good at that. I'm kind of on to Yeah, that was on. Yeah, that was good. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your night last night? How was uh, the party, Dan's party for you? Oh, Dan had a party last night? Yeah. I wouldn't know because you didn't bring me to Oh, that. that's right. Yeah, sorry about that, man. You know who I met there? Um... And I fanboyed, and I don't often fanboy. Really? Um, Bruce fucking Buffer, dude. Ah, uh, the whole fighting. Does he talk like? Does he talk like that twenty four seven? Uh no, but you can hear that he you has the, the potential voice. to go there. Like his voice is magical. What yeah. does he do? Like that gets him angry before he like turns into the Hulk. You know what I'm saying? That's a great question because like watch Bruce Buffer. Like, I might go as far to say is he is more intense than the fighters themselves. Yeah. And that's why I respect him, bro. He's putting his heart, soul, and vocal cords on the line every single bout. Oh, um, but Bruce Buffer. Buffer. Oh, I meant Bruce Banner, the Hulk. That's uh, what I was like. Uh, I had a... <clears throat> and we're back. Um, but yeah, I know he's going to come on the podcast. Really? Yeah, he's I was just going to suggest that. That'd be a, that'd be a very fitting. Yeah, he's a good guest. By the way, I did get into Dan's fucking house. No, <laughs> okay. thank you to you. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to introduce the guest today, guys. Uh, yo, this is this is big, guys. Introducing our guest. He is a YouTuber with over 10 million subscribers, but has disappeared from the internet for the better part of the year. Whoosh. He is a ghost, a legend, an Ooh. internet folklore. But ladies and gentlemen, today we've secured, secured the bag. We've secured the biggie bag. <laughs> it's Fousey. Thank you. Thank, oh, thank you. Welcome, thank brother. Wow. Thank you, guys. What's good? Let me ask you a question. What's up? Yusuf, when's the last time you've been on camera publicly? It's to the point. Where it like it feels uncomfortable right now. Really? Yeah, it feels awkward. Hey, safe Damn. space. Nothing to safe worry about. You're Nothing on the to worry about. Podcast in the world. We're all but friends. It, it's different, you know. The podcast or being on camera. Just being on camera. Just being in that environment. Being really? like, you know, even when like I've been like at Alex's house when Alex pulls out his vlog camera and it comes on me, I just I become shell shocked. No, like, yeah, no way. I have like this like fear of it now. Why do you think that is? Ooh. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Like, well, you, you've been gone for a while. You have a lot to say and talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I've been gone for a long time. How, I, how many months now? I think since, since officially since like September. Wow. Yeah. You had that one Instagram post. That one Instagram post. Yeah. That's yeah. it, right? That's it. Yeah. No, no, and that one was hard to do as well. Yeah. That one was really hard. And that hard. was just a picture. Yeah. But, but it had some really meaningful caption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... No need to be nervous. All right, we got you. It's a I'm safe chilling. space, and I'm your friend. And and I'm your friend. You made it clear to me you uh, chose to come on Impulsive as the first uh, thing you did back on the internet. So thank you for that. Of course. Um, but yeah, man, where have you been? What have you been doing? Ooh, um, man, it's weird because I literally haven't spoken about it since like you know I left. Yeah. So 
I've been, so the whole incident in, you know, July happened, which should have been like a little minor step back into my life, but I made it into like this major catastrophe. The, the July 15th? The July 15th event. Got it. Like I made that like on the outside looking in, it's like, you know, YouTube world, things happen, you move on. Hmm. I've, I latched onto it. I kept it on my shoulders, walking as if it still happened yesterday. Like I never allowed myself to get past it. And then after that, I did the whole, I gave away my YouTube channels. Yep. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To other creators, yeah. Dumb it's decision number one. Yep. Did you have those back or no? Uh, so one of them is gone. Which one? How, um, many, how many subs did it have? So I had FusiTube. I had Fusi. I had Dosa Fusi. And Dosa Fusi I gave to my good friend Ali. Okay. Um, and Fusi I gave to another friend of mine. And then FusiTube I decided to give to the people. Like I was going to give it to the world. So everyone has the password. Not nah, th- essentially they were going to send in their videos and it was going to get uploaded and then they were going to get featured and it was going to be like a YouTube within a YouTube. Yeah. But it wouldn't that just be like a bunch of shitty videos compiled together. Well, at the time I wanted to just like, cause I was just out of like, I don't care about this. I don't, you know, I don't care about it. I'm just going to give away everything to everyone. So I wanted people to just to get a, a shot at it and they loved it. They loved it at first, but Really early on with that, the question of, well, where's the money going to? And then I didn't, I was already off social media. I didn't want to go on and explain, look, these videos are making like five ninety nine, like per pop. Like they're not getting. Oh, were you removed from Google's uh, preferred program? Oh, I've been removed for a long <laughs> hey, same, time. same, by the way. No problem. We're still uh, doing it. I think we're not poor yet, huh? Poor? Uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on like what the definition, what your definition is. In, our, in my heart, is. I think I'm. You're rich at, in your soul. Oh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> really know how else to put it at this point. We can't even fucking eat, dude. Yeah, we're poor. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking poor. <laughs> Please take me back, YouTube. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, that July fifteenth event. I want to give it some context before we just blow yeah, right yeah, over. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say I do want to shout out my boy Ali hmm. because through all my turmoil and everything, he tried the channel. He wasn't able to make it work, and he was like, "Yo, this just isn't for me." And he was like, "If you want it, you can have it back." So. Me at the time I was in where I felt like I don't have my socials anymore. I don't have YouTube. I don't want to start over. That was like a saving grace that recently happened. So that was nice. nice. Shouts Ali. Yeah. So so who has the uh, account with 10 million subscribers? I have that now. That's yours. Yeah, but right. it's like voodoo. I like stay out of that one. For now. For now, yeah. You're yeah. going to listen. You're going to start feeling better on, ca- on camera. Like, yeah. like it's not it's not like you went through something and now all of a sudden for the rest of your life, you feel this way on camera. It's like, yo, you're back on the court after you broke your arm, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you're learning you. to throw that shot up again. I feel you. I've bro, heard you're that. a natural. You're I've heard that, that from a lot of people. Like this, the last seven months, like I said, like I went to Bali. I thought I was going to leave the country for three years. Like I was, we can get into that when you get into that. Yeah, but yeah. You, were, you were going for it. I was going for it. So I, th- I took a leap. No, you did, bro. Yeah. Um, and and I admire it, but I'm also happy to have you back here. Yeah, thank you. Um, maybe and hopefully hopefully this can be like a stepping stone for yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you to start coming back, bro. Because a lot of people love you and miss you. you. You call yourself the king. The king. When's the king coming back, bro? See, I don't know about that no more either. You oh know, shit. Yeah, one thing that one thing the the major thing that I think that I took a, uh like from all of this, I got humbled. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that, like, I'm humble. I don't, like, you know, but no, like, I got humbled and put it my, like, my life got put into a place and into a perspective where I saw things differently. Mm. Like, that whole, what I look at that event as is my ego shattering. Like, that whole, the ideology of who I was, what I was capable of, what I needed people to see me as. Like, I think that was a huge thing of it. That just was gone. So, the whole, the king is back, all this stuff. I'm just, I'm off that. 
what was your intent? What what was uh put yourself in the mindset of July fifteenth and uh what were you trying to get people to quote unquote see you as? That you know, I I think that event was a culmination of the year of absence that I took when I mm. moved to my parents' house in Jersey. I moved to my parents' house. I had already like I started a new channel. I gained that to a million subs, and that was more of an ego thing to mm. see like, yo, I could still do it. But I wasn't being me, I wasn't doing me, I was just doing it for the numbers. Yeah. So when I finally got an opportunity, I was on tour and something I should say, which is what started it, two months prior to that event, I got off of my medications and I jumped on Adderall. And it was like my saving grace. Mm -hmm. Like I look- Adderall? Adderall. How come? Because uh, a homie of mine gave me a pill. I tried it and I was like, whoa. Like I'm a shy guy in real life, right? But this gave me something and I'm not condoning it or anything. Obviously, it's what led up to this, but it gave right. me something I never had. I was talkative. I was thinking big. Good I had energy. ideas, but it just, it got more grandiose as it went on. Yeah. So by the time that event came, it was just like an explosion. Like it was just like, it was a, it was a, it was a train wreck waiting to happen. What were you, what were you taking before the Adderall? Uh, I've been on a bunch of stuff, man. Um, I was taking a, I was taking Lexapro, yep. like Kanye says. You don't want to see a dude it. off well, his Lexapro. Lexapro um, and I was taking a mood stabilizer. Okay. Uh, so I've taken a bunch, and then when I tried the Adderall, I was like, I don't need this stuff so no you, more. So you you cold turkeyed off both? I of those? cold turkey. Yeah, that's yeah. a disaster. How come? It made me feel that good. Like, and how come you went cold turkey? How come you stopped? Uh, taking your medication because well, legit when i took the adderall i felt like i didn't oh, need it no yeah. oh so it, you you replaced it essentially. yeah oh. and i was like oh i'm good and i like it was it was a slow build so i started i was like i have an idea for a book it's gonna make three million dollars and then that was my first idea i go on tour in australia and then i was like it, it just started little by little these ideas just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and if i dissected the whole situation how it happened the energies that i had around me and everything that happened it just became this huge influx of i'm going to do an event that has more eyes on it than the president has on this country i'm going to change the world with a speech i'm going to give at the end of the event like it just became like this huge like explosion yeah is it accurate to say that you were plagued by overambition Oh, 100%. This is something that should have taken years to, for somebody to, not years. It should have taken somebody a long time to sit down. Hey, I have an idea for this in a, the, an event. This is how it could go. Um, a team of people. Yeah, like a team of stuff. people. Yeah, I yeah. did everything <clears throat> essentially like by myself on Adderall like crazy in seven days. Was, it, was the event ever something outside of yourself? Like, did you want to make the event for the world? Or was it always there something for you? There was good intention behind it because of how much I was doing behind the scenes of look. And the one thing that I want to what I what I always focus on when I'm trying to sleep at night. And this is one thing that's haunting because of how everything turned out is before the event ended the way that it did. It ended in a bomb threat. Mm -hmm. There were people who used to hate me on stage congratulating me. Keem was on stage texting me saying, like, it looks like you pulled this off. Waving to the camera, smiling, saying, you did good. I'm in my hotel room like, I did it. I got everybody who usually hates each other, dramas and everything in one place. They're about to have a good night. It's about to be fun. There's fans who are about to enjoy this. It was a good thing. And then it just took a turn to the worst and everything just went 180. And so what? It was, and so, <clears throat> so basically it was this bomb threat that 
was the was the kind of the kill shot for the event? I mean, was there was there any like what was your misstep in the process? My misstep was the whole process. Yeah. My misstep was instead of when I was in Australia doing a tour um, with Adam Saleh, instead of just staying there and then flying back to New Jersey and waiting for the next leg of the tour, having an idea of like, yo, this wasn't big enough. I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to get a venue. I'm going to sell this many tickets. I'm going to do the show and I'm going to show everybody the king is back. Yeah. Like it was an ego filled <laughs> just. Those, those grandiose ideas are like a very prominent and prevalent part of both addiction and uh, mental health disorders. It's, it's something that plagues a lot of people that have, you know, depression or, or more, more, more so uh, bipolar disorder, manic depression, that kind of stuff where people get these massive ideas and they just kind of 100%. think they're going to do it themselves in a, in a quick period of time. Yeah. And so it's, it, it seems to fit in with the larger story that you're kind of telling about your life. Oh yeah. It's, it's deep, man. I've, I've wanted to tell it. I've wanted to tell it from the mental health perspective side of things, but even that's hard to do because don't want to get into it. But whenever I even bring up mental health, like in on the internet or wherever it may be, some people say he doesn't even have mental health issues. That's a manipulation of, you know, audience or that's not true or it's a, a projection onto something else that's actually there. But there's a the huge underlying story is the mental health aspect of it, of being in the light, doing that stuff and then getting the ideas as it happens. Th those which, people are doing a disservice to the conversation that they can't even begin to understand. I mean, when you have someone stepping out into the spotlight to talk about mental health issues and then going as far as saying that they're lying about those and 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 um, discounting or, or or taking away the credibility of that conversation is yeah. is quite literally disgusting. And yeah. and and listen, I I get it. We've had conversations in the past about people that make up uh, mental health issues for like clout or whatever because it's kind of like an ongoing conversation. They might even use it for sympathy, whatever. But you have to be very careful, very careful when you talk to somebody or when you go to say this person's lying about their mental yeah. health problems. That's a that's a yeah. big like uh, thing to say to somebody. Mental health in this country is actually a big thing that I in the past with my grandiose ideas would have been like, I want to tackle this and I want to fix this. But me trying to get help when I came back from Bali and trying to get help, you know, mentally was one of the hardest and scariest things that I've ever done. And it made me realize like if somebody wasn't as privileged as I have to be able to go to these yeah. therapists, to be able to go get these medications, to be able to seek help, what are you supposed to do? There was a point when I first got back, I had lost all my weight. I was like, I looked frail. I was full of stress. Everyone was making videos about me online. I was like shell shocked and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I straight up had to look at my parents in the face and be like, take me to the hospital. Like I need to go to the hospital. They take you to the hospital. You wait for intake forms. You do all these things. They sit you on a bed and it's just to keep you safe from not harming yourself, but it's not doing anything in terms of getting you better. And you you, you sit there, you wait, waited hours, and then you get a, a bill in the mail for $5,000. Yeah. And it's like, well, what did that do? Was there, was there a specific moment other than, you know, kind of like a long-term weight loss or like just like th those overall feelings? Was there a point where you were like, yo, I have to go inpatient? Like, were you, were you scared that you were going to that you were going to do something to yourself? <sighs> I told my parents I wouldn't take it that deep because they, they don't like how much I've, you know, opened up about stuff, yeah, but there was. Yeah. There was. It got really bad. It got really bad. And the worst part about it was when I went to Bali and I had disconnected myself from social media, I had made 
the conscious choice. And this is what tore me up. And your brother, actually, I'll, I'll tell you how it relates to it. I made the conscious choice to not reply or say anything to anybody who says anything about me. So at that time and over the last months, there have been people, people really close to me who have posted stuff about me, like stuff, even if it's not true, just stuff about me. But in Bali, my mind went on a cycle of, do I reply? How do I reply? What channel will I do it on? What would I say? And when I chose not to say anything, it was like a clasp went on my throat and just choked me out. And I felt like I was... I didn't have anything anymore. People could say whatever they wanted about me and I would have to just accept it. And that that broke me. And the reason I brought up your brother is because I barely go on social media, but I saw a tweet of his that said, should I go public and expose this person and hurt my brand or should I stay quiet and hurt myself? And I was like, if only he knew, not if only he knew, but I, I related it to myself of how much stuff I've held in mm -hmm. for so long when I made that decision and still hold on to to this day of having to just sit on it and be like, that's a choice you made because it's all a choice. I um So obviously, like I was following and when all of this stuff was going down and you would do your occasional post in Bali, I think it was, you were like on a mountain for one of them. And um, it was very clear that you were going through something. Yeah. And I found it disgusting that... Um, our fellow content creators were making content disdaining you and uh, your mentality and, and, and thought process and your mental health issues because you were at a point that I <clears throat> considered um, unstable. And I, I want to encourage people in the YouTube community to think about what you say before you do it or post it because, I mean, like you said, man, it had an effect on you. And like, luckily you're still here with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how many, how many times is this happening, happening on a much uh, more micro scale? Where like you said, like, what do you do if you're going through the things you're going through and you don't have access to uh, some of the best therapists in the world or the best uh, clinics in the world? Did you find an answer to that question? I'm still doing it to this day. Like I'm still, so this whole behind the scenes of me has been my family, uh, the friends that I still do have around me trying to rehabilitate me, trying to bring me back and me trying to get help. And the whole process, like I didn't start seeing, well, I went to a, I went to an outpatient and then it was more of a holistic approach where they would focus on your body and then you want to get to your mind. And I was like, that's not doing it for me. I went to a therapist in New Jersey. I went to a therapist in Los Angeles. And then it finally, I, st I just stopped seeing the therapist because I was like, it wasn't doing anything for me. But I got to a point where I was like, everything begins within. Like, no matter how much medications I take, no matter how much help I seek, no matter who I reach, until I internally tell myself, like, yo, you got to do this for you. You got to start getting better. You got to fix your mental approach. It's never going to change. So I'm still in that process now. Like, me coming here is such, like, if you want to look at wins, I've, I've had to look at my small wins. Me going to the gym was, like, a victory in my life mm. because of how much I wasn't doing mm. and how much I was struggling. Me, um, you know calling a friend back or texting somebody mm. or doing something. So me being on here, right here, this is like, this is like the Super Bowl. Let's go, Chad. Yeah. This is like the Super Bowl right here. That's awesome, dude. So thank you for the opportunity of having me on Thanks here. Thanks for coming, bro. I know I jumped right into it. And I was no, like, it's oh, good. Oh, no, it's good, bro. It's yeah. good. Did you have, uh, did you have trauma um, earlier in your life that may have contributed to, to this? Or was it, would you say that the, 
that in, in a lot of ways, the internet and, and the social environment and the YouTube culture kind of uh, cultivated this in you. I mean, was there stuff that already existed prior? Um, Trauma, stuff like that? or it- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's It started, so when I started YouTube, I was 21. I was at San Jose State University. Um, and I knew that if I wanted to be an actor, which is why I started this whole thing in the first place, I was like, I needed to make my own way and my own approach. So I started YouTube at the most formative or formidable, whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. years of my life, my 20s. And me being a recluse as I am, who isolates himself, who doesn't who doesn't know how to like, I had a lot of issues in me within to start living in front of the camera and to the camera, I think it was that that altered my entire 20s. Because by the time I was 28, which was last year, and I was put into this event, that's all I had known. And that, that was where the problems had lied. Like I didn't, like when I lost YouTube and I lost social media and everything, I as a person, there was no person. Yeah. The only person who was was the persona that I had, yeah. was Fousey, was the person wow. who, when you watch a video, I don't know who in the world that guy is, even my own vlogs. I just unprivated a ton of vlogs on Dosa Fousey. Wow. I don't know who that guy is. I don't remember those moments. I, I cringe at him because I'm like, I, I don't know that person because I never knew myself. I never got to know myself. Yeah. I never got to understand myself. Never got to build relationships because everything was built on a camera. Even if I'm hanging out with a girl, it's on a camera. Even if I'm around friends, it's on a camera. Like it's it, it goes deep what it did. And then you have what you brought up of the whole the negativity aspect to it. Somebody who's ready, like as strong as he wanted to be and make himself believe and like curse and do all these you know ex, uh, explicitive expletive rants. Somebody who was weak minded. Getting attacked, 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 attacked. That takes a toll, and it yeah. eventually took its large toll and exploded. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny that you uh, that you talk about kind of having your <clears throat> most developmental years be in front of a camera, and kind of those years that you go through that you develop your character and who you are as a as a person. Instead, developing this uh, persona that you create online, and you know, obviously. I think we a lot of people in this podcast studio or a couple at least can relate to that. Um, and I and I start to think like this is a new story that's happening quite a bit nowadays. Absolutely. But and you think it is and it, and it kind of is. But it also almost mirrors the story we've seen with child actors are forever, you know, oh and how God. and how much that story contributes to mental illness and more so addiction, alcoholism, abuse, like all of that stuff. And uh it, it, it now it's happening. I think with with vlogs and watching people every day, you're seeing it in such a palpable and like always on way. You know, this is most definitely a phenomenon that has yet to be uh, named or described. But man, you see it time and time again, and it is sort of the same um, phenomenon as as child the, the child actors yeah. growing up and and. Going off the rails, essentially. How much? How much do you think it's fame? 
Like the need, the want for fame. Man, I don't even, so that's like the very simplistic label to put on right, it. Right, correct. Like yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, like fame uh, infiltrates your brain and overtakes you, but mm, there's so much more to it, man. And I, and I <clears throat> oftentimes try to put myself in the mindset of where I was when I was daily vlogging. Because, yo, I look back at the daily mm. vlogs and, and I'll go, what the fuck was I doing? This shit is cringe as, as shit. This is not me. This is that what that wasn't even me at that age. It, I wasn't even totally like an age maturity thing. I, it was a a hundred percent a persona that I thought people would like. And lucky for me, I was right. But also, two years of my life, I was growing up as this new human being that I found. <laughs> and then now, when I got slapped in the face by myself, I had to go back and grow up as Logan. And so, for the past year and a half, like. I've been growing up as Logan, like rediscovering yourself, sort of, you sort are, of, yeah. and, and and my and my values, and and granted, I'm not uh, wasn't crazy far off, but clearly there was a fork in the road somewhere, and I went the wrong way. And so this past year and a half, I've yeah. been backtracking, and it's good you caught that, man. Though, especially at where you're at, you caught that, which is huge because that's something I never caught. You know, I lost, I lost all those years. So now I'm 29. Now, like I, I wrote in my journal entry one time, like. I feel like I got reborn now at 29 trying to find out who I am, who I should have found out when I was 18, yeah. like right now. He, he, he I have through. I have a very I have a very uh, not similar because it's it's very different, but uh, it's it's similar in that respect. I went I had uh, struggled with with severe opioid and drug addiction mm. from the ages of 18 until about 26 when I got clean. And uh, ju just like you guys, you know, those are the years you develop who you are. You make the friendships that are going to last the rest of your life. You <laughs> and that's you, why <laughs> all, all of those things that you you do during those years you uh, are the things that you take with you. And so when I got clean when I was 26 and I, I stepped out of rehab and I, I went onto the streets and all of my old friends were either, you know, dead in jail or still struggling with addiction. You know, my family had basically, you know, all but disowned me for their safety and for, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, I had to step out and, and enter the world new, just like kind of like both of you did and kind of be reborn. And uh, yeah. so I can I can understand it, you yeah. know. That's crazy. Congrats yeah. on being out of Thanks, that too. Man. That's a round of applause for everybody <laughs> there. Um, uh, with what you were saying about fame, mm -hmm. I think one thing, or at least one thing it did for me and that I saw that it did for so many people around me when I was in the scene was when it goes wrong is when you seek the fame for your own validation of your self-worth, your self-respect and your self-love. And I'm talking about on the basic terms of numbers, like people like I used to post a vlog. And if that vlog used to get a million views in a day, I'm all of a sudden the happiest person on earth. And I love myself and I was good. But l let's say there was a glitch in the YouTube system. Let's say not even people not clicking. Let's say there was a glitch and I only got 400,000 that day. I'm shattered. My life is shattered. My, my self-worth is shattered. My image of myself, my understanding of myself, because you actually, you're living in that world so much, whatever numbers come up, whether you post Instagram picture or tweet and a retweets, it affects you on a psychological level that you'll never be able to explain. Yeah. And I think, I think there's something to say and note when you're stepping away now and you're probably finding yourself, mm -hmm. like you can't do that when you have this other persona or you're operating mm -hmm. in seeking that validation. Mm -hmm. Like some of the happiest people in the world are monks that don't talk. Yeah. You know, like that, I think it's, uh, there's so many creators out there that are struggling. This is, this is something I think you can take home is that 
there's so many YouTube creators out there right now that are probably just avoiding what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And eventually they're going to have to face it. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you had to face it in your own yeah. way. Jake had to think face of, it. Think of all the creators out there, the, usually the ones that are mocking you mm -hmm. when you go through that. They have to, they've yet to face it. It's going to be too late when they do, bro. It's a, I mean, put yourself where, where you were uh, <clears throat> during that time period. Mm -hmm. If someone told you that this, the inevitable was coming, would you have believed them? No. And Me I, either. Yeah. I, I, I was invincible. Yeah. My dad even used to tell me, he used to be like, when, you know, I, I went through so many cars. I went through Ferraris. I yeah. went through SVRs. And he always told me, save money for the dark times. I would laugh at that. I'd be like, what dark times? The there are days. no dark times. Do you see my numbers? Yeah. Do you see how much yeah, making yeah, a month? Yeah, yeah. I'm killing it. <laughs> dark times came and dark times came hard. And yeah. it was a reality, reality check, like getting hit by a bus of like, whoa, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a different world. The whole social media stardom that, you know, millennials are brought into now of having this, basically you can, you can be unemployed but still have a career that's making an insane amount of money by even posting on Instagram but when you when you jump out of that and go back into the real world it's like whoa so so this is this is what people meant about like YouTube money and spending and all these things so again <laughs> yeah. humbling experience major yeah. humbling There's, which could be the best thing that ever happened in my life but I'll, I'm yet to find out or I'm finding out now do you think everything happens for a reason um man I've 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 been battling with that for the longest. Um, my mind has been battling with that. I'm in a much, much better place now than I was, let's say, two months ago. But everybody's been telling me that. And I'm I'm waiting for that silver lining. But the problem is I think that what part of my mind is doing in my past self, the silver lining being when I'm back on top and back to doing it again, not understanding that I can be at the exact place I need to be right now if I know how to change my perspective and look around and be like, yo, you got all you need. That stuff that you're chasing for again is not what's gonna supply you with what you need right now, which for the first time is nurturing my soul and my heart and my mind and boom, all of that. Boom, yeah. like mic drop shit, dude, right there. Yeah, that's, 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 I that's think it. if you can't like, right now, if you were to die, like, and, and if you have anxiety when you think about that, there's probably a lot of things that you need to still address in your own character. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's so many people that fear death. They fear the end. They fear something. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, like, do you, are you addressing those fears right now? Or is this something that is more surface? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Um, I... With death in particular, I've been reading. I've been reading so much since everything happened, and one of the things you have to do is accept the fact. I don't want to. I don't want to take this there, but the, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, course, accept that fact, because then it really it, it lets you understand. Like, yo, what am I stressing on? Yeah. Why am I stressing that I have this little like you know spot on my shirt right now when this isn't even this isn't even a forever thing? With one thing we get lost in, but. Uh, one thing I did do 
that I was stressing so much in like last year when everything happened, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it to my 30s. And I would tell people that. I would tell my mom that. I'd be like, I'm not going to make it to my 30s. What do you expect me to do at 30 years old, 40 <laughs> years old? I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have a job. My life is over. My career is over. And that was the fear part of it. Not even getting to the death stage, just the life in between That's, of like, what am I supposed yeah. to do there? Because I was living so presently in the moment when I was doing everything that I was like, I'm never going to make it there. That's so funny that you say that because me and, me and him talk about it from time to time. He has the the opposite view of things and he's going to live to 150, 150, which is, which is awesome. And I'm sure they'll be great for you. Uh, But, but when I was 24, my mom kept saying to me, um, you know, Oh, you have this new job. Like get a, get an IRA set up, like in a 401k and stuff. And like, it would be some, you know, shit job because I was addicted to drugs and stuff. And I, and I, and I would never say it to her, but I'm in my mind, I'm saying, I'm, I'm shooting like for like 26, 27 here. Like, and that's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I got clean and started looking at, yo, like there's some longevity here. Yeah. Like it's nice if you do start planning a little bit sooner in life for 100%. the fact that you're going to get better. You're going to, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Guaranteed. Trust me. Um, and that you kind of get ready for that stuff and plan mm-hmm. for it. So I think you're doing that now. Yeah. Trying. It's, it's uh, the quote I said at my, um, at the end of my end of year video. I said, uh, it could always get worse, but it will always get better. Like, I feel like that's, it can only get worse to an extent. There's a limit. There's a, there's a, it's called rock bottom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Rock bottom, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, would you say you hit rock bottom? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And what I look at that is, you know, I'm not trying to like make my situation be bigger than, you know, everyone else is like people are going through their own struggles every single day people have their own you know levels of what they're going through and to them that's you know their own personal rock bottom but I went from living a type of way like when my mind was trying to rationalize this last year which I finally got past I was like man you were you were living in 1600 I was paying stupidly thirteen thousand five hundred dollars a month for that uh penthouse for that penthouse <laughs> Shut the fuck up, that I bro. isolated myself in and like I don't know if people know this but Logan was like down the hall from me I wouldn't even go knock on Logan's door I wouldn't knock on Rudy's door I wouldn't knock on Alex's door I did yeah. but nobody else I would isolate myself in there but I went from living there starring in Hollywood movies having the YouTube subscribers traveling doing all this stuff. In an instant, my life getting switched 180, selling all my cars, um, not knowing what I'm doing for my life or my future, having to have a conversation with my parents saying, yo, I might have to sell our house that I bought you guys because financially I don't know if I can, you know, afford it. Going through my depression, going through my anxiety, going through the, uh, I, I don't want to use this word and people say anything, but PTSD from the traumatic experiences that happened in July, like having my nightmares and going through all that. That was my rock bottom. My rock bottom was having no will to live anymore and being like, my life is over. I don't have anything anymore. I don't know how to restart. How much? Uh, how much help has Simi been, your girlfriend, throughout all this? She, if, if any, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> nah, she's. She, What's that like? <laughs> she's amazing. Um, she's one of those people who, you know how like I would assume you guys are gonna be lifelong friends. I would also assume yeah, that. Yeah. Ah, wait, no, let's not do that. Mike's gonna fuck something up, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. He you is. smell it. Yeah. Be serious. Don't say that. Don't joke about that. No, I'm not. But she's. Oh, I'm not joking. <laughs> You're going to fuck something up. Why oh my would you God. say that? I cut out of here. <laughs> nah, it's all right. That happens. Uh, she's, back? 
She she's it was a joke, bro. It fucking better be a fucking joke. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. She, Don't worry, bro. Things things will get better. <laughs> she's amazing. She showed me what real love is. Um, she showed me what real understanding is, true care is. And without her, I don't I wouldn't even be here right now. Cause she like she helped rehabilitate me, helped take care of me, and helped give me like as something real, as opposed to like I saw a lot of like, you know, in like the Thanos snap when everything just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. When everything went bad in my life. If I were to tell you how many people Thanos, like, just poof, out of thin air, like, we're not there. People who, like, needed me, loved me, people who I've helped, people who I've given money to, who when I didn't fit their agenda anymore, just gone out of my life. It was insane. But she's been she's been a rock. She's you, been there for you me. Said, uh, you said that you knocked on Alex's door. Yeah. Right? Did you ever... This is a big conversation in the mental health community. How bad did you some days wish that someone came and knocked on your door and asked you, yo, are you, or even if you didn't wish it, like knock on his door, like be the person that knocks on the door. Like, how, like what would it have meant to you if, if, if uh, Rudy or somebody else came in, yo man, like I know you're going through something right now and I'm, I'm here for mm -hmm. you and I love you and you're appreciating no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? People, people tried, yeah. people tried. And my yeah. defense mechanism was to kick everybody the hell out. Like people like, you know, tried a lot of times. I remember when when George had first came to L.A., like he would come to my apartment and everything and ask me, oh, you want to go, uh, go hang out with me and Logan and stuff? And I'll be like, no, I'm good. I have something to do. And as soon as he leave, got under my blanket and watched Netflix and just became a recluse being that shy person. And then once the next day comes out, when the vlog camera comes out, yo, what's up, everybody? I'm living the best life ever. But it was a complete discrepancy. So shout out to everybody in my life who ever did try and ever, because there were real people there who were there for me. And I just, you got to want to help yourself to be able to get help. And the one thing I told my therapist so much now is I wish during those times I was using the money that I had at the time for therapy, for psychiatry, to get better during those times, as opposed to having to get better now without everything that I had. Yeah, and that's a, and it's another thing that you uh, <clears throat> that you talk about. I know Spencer asked you if it was a good thing that this happened to you, and you started talking about silver lining. I think you were mentioning some stuff earlier that's super important to this conversation, and that is uh, how truly difficult it can be to find help right now mm -hmm. in in our current society. Mm -hmm. It's and and that's for people even like you and me who have the privilege, the best insurance, the money that they need to get to get assistance. I mean. There were still times, you know, a couple of years ago when I was looking for help to talk to somebody when I was dealing with really bad anxiety and depression and stuff. And I, I would just remember they would say it would be, you know, February and they would say, oh, we can get you in in April. <laughs> and I would say, mm, I can't go to work today. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't feel OK. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And there's always like, oh, well, if you need really bad help, like severe help, you can go to the hospital but like people don't want to shut down their life to have a mental health emergency. Yeah. Okay. And well, so like plus a hospital is only going to give you a, meds a pill, something or, or, to just extend it or mm -hmm. strap you down to something. And yeah. so I, and so like my point on it, I guess is just the silver lining in a way might be you being a, a, a proactive part of the conversation to change that because mm. you have big channels and a lot of people who fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I don't know, just throwing that out there. I don't think it has to be, but it, you 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 seem to take a interest in it. You do know you, what I'm saying? Do you think you've spent enough time away? I don't think there'll ever be enough time away because like my sister 
who was a huge help through this whole process. She has a completely different approach to everything. And her approach, when back in December, I was telling her, I was like, yo, I don't have anything to do. I'm going crazy. I got to go back to blogging. She would tell me, you're not ready. Go get a regular job. Go meet real people. Really? Make real. Oh, yeah. She wanted me. She said, she said, I don't care how much you get paid. Go get a real job. Wow. And I said, what does that entail? She said, a real job, no matter what, no matter what that is. Um, she wanted me to get a real job, meet real people, meet real friends, wow. write a book in the process that I've been talking about for ages about everything. And then finally, when I get to that point, come out in a creative way that I'm comfortable with. But then... I don't know if that time will ever come where, you know, this leads you to that thing. Whenever I listen to motivation now, it's about taking that first step, taking that first step. Well, how do you know when you're ready for that first step to do it again? Because what she fears is that I jump back into it and then I'm on drama alert the first day and my weak mind, boom, I'm knocked out. I'm on the ground and I'm like, oh, I couldn't handle that. You know, I I just. Fuck drama alert. Fuck all the bullshit. By the way, YouTube drama review sites. What Like. Why do you, why does that affect you, man? I, I that I stood up to fight against that since 2016, they're, and that's when I got empty people. But they that, have no no heart. But look, man, when I, when I'm telling you, like I I don't I'm not getting back into that war because there's no <laughs> way I can fight that. I tried fighting that war on my own in 2016, <laughs> and I got absolutely. Rock. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Rock. It's not a war. Yeah. Yusuf, it's there's no war. It's just there's people talking. Well, well, the, the this is yeah, so. What if you're true. on the internet nowadays? No matter who you are, you're gonna you're get, gonna get fucking toasted. Yep. No yep. matter who you are. Yeah. At, Ex- some, at some point, it, you just have to exactly accept it. Move the, on the, and do you. This is a conversation me and him have had before and and have gone back and forth on. And he's he's. uh We've had multiple conversations where um, I've had anxiety and he's said to me, like, you know, why do you have anxiety about this? Just don't have anxiety. And so, like, I, I know this is a little bit different, but That's he can, said, no, but, but I, no. Well, you're like, you have nothing to worry. But you said no. <laughs> well, because you don't right, have anything right, to worry I, about. I get that. Well, but, but, it, but, but the issue is I'm trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. Right. Is that what you were going to yeah, say? Basically, yeah, basically. And, and so what I and basically what I'm getting at is all of that comfort to him and all of that. Hey, man, don't listen to what they're saying is helpful. And I think it, it can have slight um, positive, um, you know, a, uh, factors or, or, or effects on his, his mood and his stability. But at the end of the day, like in his mind, that stuff really know, fucks know, with him. Know. You know what I'm saying? And I, so absolutely. No, but I, you are right. You're right. And he, and the problem is the problem with mental illness is he knows you're right, but that still doesn't comfort yeah. him enough to, to, to just say the, they're, you know what I'm saying? That they're just words. Yeah. I, I wish, um, I wish I was able to just look past it. And I don't I don't know why it affected me as bad as it did in my career in life. And I think it was because I was never my real self. So whenever I was getting attacked, me deep down as Yusuf knew I was getting attacked for the persona who I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the world didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So my fight was against the fight of who's my true self and how do I let people know that? Like, yeah, I know you're judging me because I just did A, B, and C, but I'm not like that. But I still did. It, it's, it, it, it goes deep. And <sighs> I it, got a question. Yeah. Do I know the real Yusuf? I don't think so. The Simi? Um, yeah. How many people know the real Yusuf? Ooh, I don't even know. To be honest, if you want me to be as open, I don't know if I know myself. Um, the reason I say she knows me is because, you know, she worked for me for, I think, three years. She would come into my apartment every day to be like, you know, what's going on? And she would see the real me. 
And the real me, like even the times in LA was depressed as hell. Like no matter what I had, I was just depressed. And I was just like, there was no, there was no filter. There was no like anything to turn on. And I would just be like, she would see that. So that's what I mean by she knows me. But in terms of knowing me, no, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to find that. So maybe she even knows you better than you know you. And sometimes that's what love is. Yeah, I wrote a song about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. It, it, it's a lot of this conversation, man, is just, is, is almost like shocking to me because of how much I relate to a lot of your story. And I think he, I, I feel like you probably do too. And, and just putting out this persona day after day. I mean, there's that so many, just, just that part, yeah, but yeah, I, okay. but there's so many times I've gone to bat for him um, to people that have said, you know, like, Logan Paul is this, Logan Paul is that. And I, I put out some tweets that said, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. All you know is, it, like I said, like I used to, I said a couple times, it's like going at Heath Ledger and making assumptions about Heath Ledger's character based on how, the role he plays as the Joker. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. he's a, he, when he's daily vlogging or when he's doing skits and shit like that, he's acting. He's mm -hmm. acting. That's I not. That's not who he is. This is more who he is. Make assumptions based on certain things that he says on the podcast. But, but that's why at some point you have to stop focusing on any negative talk. Yeah. Like at some point that, and that's where I can relate. It's like everybody can relate. It's so hard to shut all that off. But the people who truly shut that off are the ones who are really actually winning in yeah. life right now. Yeah, I'm just like, I, well, I'm like, <laughs> said it before, bro. Crucify me, like, good luck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be all right. Uh, yeah, I feel like you're, you're pretty damn close to that, though. Close to what? Being able to shut that all off. Shut off negativity. Oh, I'm, I'm like, so, dude. I can't. Remember I don't see it. Last, I don't really see it affect you. I can't remember the last thing that someone said on the internet that got under my skin. It wow. was, it was, it was probably on. January 2nd or whenever the, the right. shit went that like that was probably the last time where I was like affected by yeah. people's wow. tweets on the internet. I feel like that and, was and like an upgrade to your body armor. Like legit. Oh, oh exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just but also, upgrade. It, it was an upgrade because shit got through because I wasn't who I wanted to be. And, and Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but, speaking, uh, speaking of Oreo, you might have some Oreo. In, I, in I, one I, of you, I went to tell you in earlier. Yeah, just it's only when you like, really are really happy. This whole though. podcast. Only when you're really happy. Fuck. Like can I can't see it right now. Can you get in close on it? See. Like, oh, dude, that's to, not just you, a slight piece. That's, you have, you to, be, got, like, you have to be very happy. So don't worry. It hasn't been. What did I eat? It, it looks like a whole piece of pepperoni. It's just Here, hanging out. Get oh, it's Danny. Oh, my assistant Danny made uh, uh, pizza rolls. I, pizza I, rolls. I'm too it. far. No, it's fine. I'm too far. Gone. Shaped like roses for All Valentine's right. yeah. Day. I'm gonna come. Oh, over speaking here. of roses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a big oh, piece. Oh, damn. Yeah, what is that? Looks like a. Hey, let me let me examine. That's a black bean skin. Looks like someone did surgery on a grape. <laughs> it's probably a piece of steak. <laughs> All right, so. You 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 change your name to Rose, legally? No, oh. hell no. <laughs> Why did you want people to call you Rose for a moment in time there? I was going. I was the way I look at it now, man. I was going batshit crazy. Like I was a loose cannon going batshit crazy. Just 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 operating. Um, I I can go deep into the story of telling you that like while everything was going down and I was on the Adderall, there was, I felt like there was something inside me. As, as like, as I could take that even Like deeper. a demon? Or like... I don't want to say demon, but I do want to say spirit. 
um, because there was some there was some weird stuff happening, and there was some weird stuff coming out of uh, coming out of me, my personality, my mouth, and it was like it was like I wasn't in control of myself. Like there's some footage that I don't know where it is, but that I was doing some crazy stuff. Like the day that I snuck into a club and went face to face with Drake, and that was a whole thing that got mocked at and laughed at and everything. I can't believe I'm saying this. I went back into the Airbnb that I had. I sat in the shower and my eyes just kind of rolled back and had water coming out of me as if it wasn't me inside myself. I went downstairs in a robe, sat down cross-legged and told everybody who was in the house the story of how I just met Drake. As if like, when I had got home that day, I'm just going to say this so I can get it out of my skin. And I, you know, if I ever did a documentary, this is the stuff I would have showed, but it's not going to happen. I remember Simi, I had pulled up to the house from the club and Simi was there and I had said, don't touch me. Don't let anybody touch me right now. There's, there's something going on in me. Like I was I was scared. Like there was something outside of myself happening within me that, you know, you see when you when I look at the footage, which I'm scared to look at now, like you see, you see that that person isn't there. So me changing my name to Rose was just a part of that was just a part of the psychosis that was going on, the instability that was going on. What, what was the timing of uh, that? In relation to uh, what happened on that on Adam Twenty Two on the on No Jumper, because I saw that shit and I was like, like when was that? Yeah, like you're talking to me now, right? Yeah. Do you see that person no. at, at all? No, at all. That was like I was like, yo, we got something here. Yeah, you know what I'm that was that was right after the event had uh, the event had transpired. Yeah. That was right after I had. I remember I was still I was still in it. I was obviously not out of it yet. The shock hadn't hit in of everything yet. And I remember seeing that Shane Dawson was at Adam 22 and I was like, I'm going to crash this. And then my energy. Shane Dawson? Yeah. He was on Adam 22. And then I crashed that podcast. Oh, oh, wait. I, I, was, I, was, I, I, was, I was talking about the Sam. Yeah, one. I was. Yeah, too. that's the same that's one. The same. Oh, it was. So when I was there with Shane, all of a sudden, Keem pulled up and then uh, Sam Pepper pulled up. Man, I had energy at that time. Like there yeah, was a, yeah, there was yeah, it was dude. attracting a lot. So as I was sitting there, Keem had come up. I had my uh, interaction with him, and then Sam had come up. I had my interaction with him, which again, like that that that's not that's not me. I see a different like person just by like looking at your face, like your eyes, bro. Yeah, that's what I told you know him what I'm when he walked in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy? Right now. What's crazy? Everybody has told me that. Like even um. My who I view as my mentor, like my and he doesn't mentor my career or anything. I don't want to put it. Oh, this is because him. But Tyler Perry saw me and he's seen me through everything and he knows what I go through. But he recently saw me and looked me in the eyes and he said, this is the best I've ever seen you as if like something is just different. Like even when I felt bad within myself and depressed, people looked at me and said, you look good as if like that bad that I'm feeling is just the aftershock of all the bad that left me. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Do you I, think it's like, are you still taking anything that's that's helping you or have you come completely clean from any of of the medications you were on? Yeah, if you want to talk. About yeah, that. I know that's personal. No, I, I take yeah. medications. Yeah. yeah, I take medications and the right medications and I monitor how I feel. Like in the past, I would just take whatever and not even monitor how I am. But now I'm aware of 
I don't like this medication, this medication, because I, I do, I, I am a believer in medications. I do believe in mental instability. I do believe in like, you know, our chemicals being imbalanced. And sometimes you just need something to like level you out and put you better because I know myself when I was off medications and I know myself now. And it just, you just feel, it, there's a misconception with medication, but it makes you feel normal. It makes you feel like just regular, it makes you feel at peace, like, you know, wholesome. Yeah, I think mean, the reason I ask is because there's so many kids out there that are getting prescribed this stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, their parents are like, I don't know what's going on. So I think it's important for people that are taking medications or or experiencing the pitfalls from them to be talking about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, for 100%. sure. That discussion is super important. And, and I know uh, Spencer always has great points about the ancillary um, and, and supplementary um, things that you should be doing as well either in connection with or in replacement of meds. And so like, like you said, great discussion, but I'm sure you found some um, solace, uh, some sort of like happiness in working out and doing those kind of things as well. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey man. um, I I really want to thank you. I'm not ending it here, but like, I just want to take a moment to thank you for opening up and being brave um, and and letting you know that we really appreciate hearing you and talking to you. And I really mean that because the things you're saying are, are, I, I can assume probably not easy to say. And I want you to know that we, we definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and, yeah. And, Thank- and and how massively I've just started to realize this after being on the podcast for a little bit and talking a little bit more about it on my own socials, how massively impactful just this conversation is. Not you leaving here and doing some sort of fundraiser or uh, or leading some sort of like legislation, you know, stuff in Congress just having this conversation, there's someone watching this show right now mm. who is feeling better right now mm. because they're watching one of the people that they look up to talk about their struggles. Like that is the amount of power you should feel in that is 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 massive, massive, dude. I have a question yes. and it's kind of sensitive. Um, and I wasn't going to ask it. It was in the back of my mind, but I, I feel we're at a place now where I, I, I want to. Um when you came over to my house prior to the July 15th uh-huh. event, uh, I think it was like a couple of days prior, uh-huh. um, you were talking to me about how big the event was going to be, uh, what your goals were. And I think you even got me on camera. And I was like, yo, my man's got something <laughs> huge. It's, it's going to be big, you know, yeah. time to make history again. But um, when you were talking to me about these lofty goals and I was looking you in the eyes I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. I knew something wasn't right. And I'm ashamed to say I didn't speak up. I didn't, I, I made the video hyping up the thing. And I, I didn't tell you how I really felt about your current condition. And I'm, my, the question is, what should I have done? What could I have done, if anything? Because you're coming in here with this huge energy yeah. and you're so excited about something. Yeah. And in my mind, like, not to be like offensive, but I was like, this is this is not right here. Something's yeah. not right. And I didn't say anything. There's no, there's no harm in that. And there's nothing you could have done or could have said because anything you would have gave at me, I would have been like, nah, trust me. I got this. Trust me. I, you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, I didn't find out until after the fact, my oldest brother in New Jersey was, cause nobody could get a hold of me, was calling good friends of mine who were in my circle at the time, again, Thanos snap and saying, that's not my brother. Can you help him? Yeah. 
can you help him? Like, that's not my brother. My dad ended up flying down just to have to look me in the eye. And I was even able to convince him that I was okay. I was able to convince everybody around me that I was okay because I thought I had it that much. Because I take, I take extreme pride in being candid and honest with people, especially in this house. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still, I, I believe it's the only and quickest way to get things done to make actual progress, 100%. especially with him. Cause we, yeah. we have this fucking really crazy open relationship. Yeah. If we're fed up with each other on one thing, we say it, no, no harm, no foul yep. in and out and it works. And I, and I, I gave you a little pushback at first. I, I mm-hmm. was like, I, I was like, what about the logistics here? Yeah. How is this going to work? Yeah. You sure. And, and then eventually I just, I gave up and like, then when all this stuff went down, I, I really, there's like a pit in my stomach because I felt like I had enabled in a way. But I, but I, but I, I, I do you. appreciate you saying that, but I wouldn't hold anything on your own shoulders of that because it's like, that's, that's one thing. Like, it wasn't like I'm around you every day and you've seen me. I literally came to your house, um, told you about this event, just threw it at you and then left. It's like, you didn't, you're just like, oh, what just happened? Yeah. You know, next thing you know, two days later, you see me on top of a car screaming with my veins popping out, with my shirt off, you know, doing a rap song against. It's, it's just Rice crazy. Who I recently, uh, I recently texted. Oh, cool. Um, That's good. Fixing like kind of those. There was, there was so much that there's so much that I can't fix in my life that I wanted to fix what I can do. And I knew that the whole rice gum diss track was just so utterly stupid and not me. And there was so, and I just texted him and I was like, Hey, I just never got the chance to apologize that that wasn't me back then. And I apologize for any of that. Yeah. That's uh, this, this uh, podcast is, has like hit me, dude. It really has a lot of the things that you're saying. Um, Bring me back to a time that uh, I I remember uh, vividly, and um, I remember th- I have a very vivid memory of people not being able to get through to me, and and uh, my mom, you know, like basically crying to me, you know, every day, and and my family, you know, trying everything under the sun, and I remember, and I, and when you talk about that, uh, that that you don't hold anything against him because there was nothing they could do. Mm. It's almost like a, it's almost like a train that's on a track and like it, it's, it's going off the rails and people are trying to fix it to put it back on. But until you run straight into a wall or off a bridge, it's all just kind of fodder until you hit that wall. Dude. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it's crazy how much I feel connected to your story. You got goosebumps right yeah, now. Yeah. It's Damn. Wow, yeah, man, it's bringing me back to. I hope that resonates with the people watching, like yeah, you said. I really hope yeah. it does. This is a deep ass podcast, one, bro. One side tangent, side note. Yeah, I got this all done during the event, and I put July fifteenth on my hand here, and I'm getting this all removed now. Is it? Did you start treating it? Yeah, that's why it's peeling. I, I was gonna say, how many treatments in are you? It's gonna take over a year and a half. I'm just one treatment in. Well, wow. do you not like the tattoo or do you not like uh, where you were at the time when you got it? And does it remind both, you of that? Both. Uh, one of the biggest things, um, I, I don't like where I was mentally because mm. when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I don't know if that was like my mom, who's, you know, an angel and my savior, who's even like in her religious beliefs against tattoos is OK with her son having it and she understands me. She said, but it's a part of you because she thought I got it. But I was like, but it's not because oh, it's a part of 
the other. Yeah, I don't think I would have done that. And one thing it affected the most, which I want to get back on track with in my life, is my acting career. Mm. And I know tattoos on hands. <laughs> it's, is, yo, this conversation, just everything. I'm not, you go, no. I know you got it, but it's just every, everything we're talking about today is just. <laughs> the reason he says that is because today, uh-huh. literally before this podcast, I was in a five-hour design session for a giant fucking tattoo. Five giant, hours. Giant. A five-hour creative design session. I want to show you this tattoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a picture of it on my phone to get your opinion. Because uh-huh. um, it's it's a send, bro. And, and I feel like mentally stable. Yeah. So I don't think No, I'm, I mean don't don't take this. No, nah, he's not, but it's just but, funny. but also who knows? Who knows, bro? Yeah. Maybe start with something small. Maybe he did that. I did. Oh, I got did a that? squirtle. Uh, Look, how do you like that? Do you sit with that? Do you I like? I love it, bro. You love it only because yeah, he's, he's a fan. fucking so yeah. stupid. This is <laughs> this is vastly different. This is like trying to compare buying a let me let me condo a to buying a castle to a Lamborghini yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's badass though. It is. It is. It is. That's badass. so badass. It's a send. Yeah, though, that's bro. the thing. I would it's, say send it. And in that case, that's that's and, pretty and, bad. And bro, I, the reason the, the design session was five hours, um, is because an hour or two. I'm just talking to, to this guy about what it what it meant to me. Yeah. What it, like why? But beyond it being fucking awesome, it's it's the. Uh, I mean, I'll just say it's the hyper realistic version of the Maverick. If he was a giant realistic fucking Phoenix Maverick Falcon creature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing you mentioned earlier was that you, you were kind of like looking back at everything that happened mm-hmm. and realizing that it wasn't as disastrous and like yeah. big as you were seeing it to be, but you were playing into it, which was made it, it made it that on a lighter note, did it uh, help to see what happened with the fire festival? <laughs> You're not in prison. <laughs> you know, it's not that disastrous. To be I honest. loved watching that. Uh, and I actually related to that a lot because I was like, damn, like I had a stupid idea like that and, you know, tried it on, but wow. it could have been much, much, That's much. A, let's, I mean, let's not the call the, let's not call the idea stupid. No, not let's the, call the execution. The execution. Yeah, yeah, the execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea is great. Phenomenal. Yeah. But the execution. But that, that makes, that makes what you did. Like, it's like, dude, nothing. I know. You, you, it really you, is. You, like you my mom, something. my mom would beg me, like you said, your mom. And she was like, Yusuf, you didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. You didn't affect anybody. There's no allegations against you. You know, there's all just, just this hearsay of he's this person. He's this person. But in my mind, who? And you got a ton of people around you that love you too, man. I think that's the thing is like you got hella fans out there that love you. You got Logan's cross-eyed right now pulling something off his hat. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> so, I love you though. Yeah. Got it. Yo, I think you, you, if you're focused too much on the disaster and, yeah. you know, the negativity, yeah, yeah. I think that to me is yeah. the learning lesson I'm pulling from this. Just find the good in it and and move, and learn how to move on. On it. Yeah. On it. It's awesome to see you do that. Yeah. Should we do the audio only? I don't know. We got any lighter stuff? I know. I kinda, we've been heavy. I know. My dude, bad. Dude, my no, bad. no, no, no. It's great, bro. It's great. You did something I, for me today, bro. Like, honestly, I, I feel like a little bit lighter. Yeah. I have I have some stuff. What do you got? First off. Uh-oh. You know the show The Bachelor? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yo, this show is bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. This show is inhumane. I, In my opinion. Immoral. How can ex-girls all compete for one guy in an open relationship where he can hook up with whoever he wants, but now Colton doesn't do it because he's a virgin. Okay, he can still get hand jobs. And life, as we know, is a dry hand job. Yeah. How and, many how many and, bachelors have made it? 
Like with like, their couple after the show's yeah, over. Do you know that, or should I look uh, it up? Angel, do you know Danny? Do you know? I wouldn't know. I don't watch. I, there's definitely a couple, but, but and also the worst girls to ask. Like you guys definitely don't, don't watch. Don't care about that shit at all. But it, it's funny that you say that too because it's it's twenty girls all fight. What is it? Twenty girls all fighting for a guy that does the exact same thing that girls say they don't want. I oh, know. For, like hooking up with other guys or girls, like all this shit. Just, um, I saw this. I just. I, oh, I, what? Are you ready for this? Yeah. You, Are you actually you ready for a fact check? What the? F <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, through, though The Bachelor has been airing for 22 seasons now oh. since 2002, mm -hmm. only one couple from the show is still together. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? That's less than a 5% success rate. It's like... I'm going to look this up. Well, the only reason they stay together, there's like a stipulation that says after the show gets done airing, you have to stay together for, for X certain, number of months. Yeah. What? You have to. Yeah. So like they could be shit. broken up behind the scenes already. <laughs> I mean, and it's... No offense, but do people really... Normal people go on The Bachelor expecting to find love? Yo... Even if the bachelor's a virgin, no. me and him just got asked. <laughs> me and him just got pitched on a <clears throat> uh, real bachelors of Beverly Hills type like shit, like but, centered around me and him. Like but, dating, but it probably like, wouldn't. All this it stuff. probably wouldn't. It wouldn't be for marriage. It would just be like for like yeah, a quick fuck. Yeah, or just like some uh -huh. dates, maybe a trip to Mashos for some butter cake, whatever. Oh but my like, god, so good. I, I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. You do. I'd watch that hundred percent. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, that's an easy. It'd be sell. hilarious. That's an easy sell. <laughs> Anyways, man, Bachelor, man, I just I saw this girl break down in a like Instagram clip, and and Colton's like, yeah, like you're not the one for me, and she's like, what? <laughs> and it's just horrible. Anyways, it's oh by the way, thanks, thank you to the sponsors, Maverick by Logan Paul. They have been so good to they us. They really are. They're, they're just great, dude. <laughs> they have been so good to us, man. That's why you keep relationship with brand teams, bro. Yeah, true. Have true. you been have you been up to date with any internet drama bullshit? Are you watching content? Not at all. Zero. Not at all. How's that I, feel? Uh it's liberating. Uh you're free from it, but mine mine has been out of fear. I just don't like seeing anything. I could be in a random video in a comment section and see something about me and it triggers me, but no, I haven't. But what's going on? A lot. Mm -hmm. Got a couple things. What's going on? You in any drama? Uh, oof. Yeah. Oh, what's no, going on? I'm, no, I'm. I'm. Not. Why don't you like I say? Do you want to just dive? Like I feel like we this, ski this, skirt something. Do you want to just dive this into might this? Might be shit? the one to dive. Well, yeah. Let's just let's do All it. Right, just to, it. just to say, you're on impulsive. The number one podcast in the world. Yeah. Um. Now, why don't you say? It? <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so there were some uh, rumors about a, a relationship that was going on uh, between. My friend LP and and a, and a member yeah. of uh, Mike's Dave Mike's Logan's CFM, which is uh, I'm sorry CRM Chief Relationship Manager. Manager. <laughs> so I, so there was this uh, this relationship between him and and, uh, and a member of David Dobrik's vlog squad, uh, a girl by the name but of also Corinna Cop, and but also use the word relationship lightly. lightly they were there, but they were hanging out a decent amount, and you know all the all the great aspects were true, there. And she true. was here hanging out, and she brought her dogs and shit, whatever. She's got one dog, one dog, Carl. And Shout uh, out to Carl. so they had had so they had had a very amicable walk away situation. Logan had made a decision based on his CRM's advice, a little bit in a way. Oh shit! I don't want to say that I was had you break up with somebody again. No. <laughs> I had a conversation with him that said, "Yo, listen, like." If you're not in it to win it with this girl, I have a feeling like she's she takes her feelings and her and her emotions pretty seriously, and I don't want to see her get hurt. It so, was it was the first time I I literally looked I up down Mike. I'm like, who are you? He goes, one thing I don't do anymore is fuck with people's hearts, and I go, 
Wow. What have you it's become? It's the one thing I hate, <laughs> like pursuits of love, bro, and cheating and stuff like that. It It is painful in a way that I can't describe. And so like, I don't fuck with that stuff. So I said, yo, if you're not in it to win it, like give this girl, you know, tell her. And, and so she'll walk away. And so she walked away. And we were still talking. We talked to her even yesterday. And I said, you know, Corinna is going to talk to you. Like, she was such a sweetheart. We were FaceTiming her. So we go to Dan's last. He goes to Dan's. I'm there later. And we're having a good night. I leave Dan's last night, probably like 3.30. I'm with a group of people. And I I get a text from Logan that there was a tweet that Corinna had said, at KSI, I'm in London with a heart. Bust down, Tatiana. And so... <laughs> And so he texts me. Get it, girl. And so he <laughs> and so he texts me and he goes, Oh, are you seeing this right now? And I go, oh, yeah. I go, I go, don't do anything. We'll address this in the morning. I, I had already favored it. Though. He favored well, it. Well, because but- here's why. She's a grown ass woman. True. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. And uh like, yo, go. <laughs> Bust down, we'll go, we'll go bust down, Tate. Get your so, clout. Run to the YouTubers. Like, who are you? I'm not so, gonna so I go, try to stop yeah. her from doing that. So I go, don't, uh-huh. don't, don't address this. We'll talk about it in the morning. Uh, and and let's cool let cool heads prevail on it. <laughs> the second I said that to him, cool heads stop prevailing. Mine, okay. And I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. That's my fucking boy, bro. <laughs> and so I go, I quote tweet it and I go, this has to be the most petty shit I ever seen in my damn life. Seek help. Because that was some petty shit, yo. Damn. Like straight up. And it, and it started to blow up, like retweets, favorites, all that shit. And uh, the girl I was with was like, maybe you should delete that. And I was like, I'm deleting shit. That's my fucking boy. You don't fuck with him. Right? Thanks, Mike. Is it still and then, up? And, 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 no, and so he texted me this morning and he goes, Hey man, um, saw what you did last night. Thanks, love you. <laughs> she deleted her tweet, so essentially your tweet looks ridiculous because it's leading to nothing now. And so I deleted it, but by that time, you know, Kim had picked up on it, and uh, all of the people that you <laughs> don't listen to anymore had picked up on it. And uh, and then she texted me and said, "Clearly, it was a joke. I must have missed the punchline because it wasn't very funny." Have you like, texted her? Has she texted you? No, I don't care. Like, I, and I mean that. Like, she like I have no. Ownership of her, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. And, and yo, again, bust well, down Tatiana, that's what you want to yeah. do. Go for it. Sheesh. But yo, but she's not like it's not like a situation where I mean, have you read the comments to the tweet? No, but I'm saying it's not like a situation where like you, you <laughs> not the only one thinking this, right? But it's not a situation where like a guy and a girl break up and then she goes and like hits up on, hits on some dude that like you have like a light relate. It's your mortal fucking enemy, bro. Like she did. Who, who has a girlfriend, by the way? Yeah. Oh, not not ideal. Anyways, yeah. let's go to the audio only version. Of <laughs> Can I say one thing before you sure. go to audio? Oh, yes, yeah, dude. One thing I want to say, um, and this is just sometimes and this is going to be a cliche, a cliche line, but I just read it recently. The greatest thing that the greatest thing that you want to happen for you might be the best thing that never happened for you. And that's something I'm trying to understand right now. So no matter how bad it is for you right now, no matter how bad something went, no matter how bad you have fallen, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I'm not just saying there, please hang in there and just, you know, just just hang on to that little glimmer of hope that you've heard from all these individuals today, that it will get better. You will get through it. There will be a brighter day. You are strong enough. You are brave enough and you are loved enough and you are worth it enough to keep going because you have a purpose to be here and don't ever give up on that hope. So... Fucking amazing. Fusi, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. The number one podcast 
in the world. Hit that subscribe button. We're about to go do an audio only Q&A right now with Yusuf. Is that like a, that's a fact fact, like number one in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts.com if you look it up. Yeah. All right, wait. Do you read celebrity, uh, famous birthdays.com? They're not. It's but, the most credible source of information on the internet. Uh, that's where it says and it. They're calling us the number one. Yeah. Damn. All right. Audio version only. Catch you on Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Peace. See ya. <laughs> what did I just say? Spy Kids. Spy Kids. I believe. Spy Kids. Well, I do that sometimes. My brain just, my brain works <laughs> too quick. Hey, I, some of the greatest people in the world just make stuff up. <laughs> like Mike. Dude. Yeah. Mike, George Bush. Like you're, you're in an. <laughs> I've never been put in the same. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I didn't like George Bush until I, I, I got to sp- weirdly spend a little bit of time with him this past summer. The the junior George is that George Dub. He is G-dub? he is a cool he's a cool dude. He comes he comes to the room and we're sitting there and he goes, oh, "What's up, dudes? What's up, <laughs> yeah. dudes?" He I mean, you can imagine when he's not like you know being president. He said his Probably. favorite thing to do in life was clear brush on his farm. He just likes to go on clear brush. Do you think he uses the scythe? Have you ever seen? Uh, no, no, because it's because it's not. At, Is that the the like reap the, the reaper reaper uses it? Yeah, <laughs> you know how you use it or, again. It's audio, so you, they can't sing, see. But sing. you like swing it, and it cuts all the shrubs. Sing. I think his stuff is more like shit that's like fallen over already. Like he's not. I don't think he's taking it down. I think he just like man, there's a little bush that just rolled out from ATV. Just gonna clear that shit out. <laughs> what do you do in 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 your free time? Clear brush. In my free time? No, I, I need to find some hobbies. What do you guys do? You got any? What, what do you guys do in your in your free time outside of work? I know it's work, work, work. work. Out. We work out. Yeah, we're yeah. about to work out right now. Actually, yo, yeah. you got gym clothes with you? Mm. That's all right. Whatever. Uh, we work. I work out. <laughs> As I'm wearing a full gym outfit, I'm like, nah, I don't. <laughs> no, I like to work out. Um, I like to work on. Uh, I'm a workaholic, and mm. I also you mentioned a book. I got a book I've been writing for a mm. long time, so I've been I've been trying to crush that. But what do you what do you like to do, Logan Paul? What do I? I don't know. Okay. Nothing. For, we play Fortnite sometimes. He does one thing that I hate. That I hate, oh. dude. In his free time. <laughs> oh shit! It is the worst. And you, you I, I will catch him Spin doing it. something, and I say to him. I see you. You're consuming <laughs> shit content again. He will just be in a weird. He'll like it'll be times when he's so bored that his feet are up in the air and his head oh, is on the ground on the couch. I know. And I'll just say. see him. No, he'll just be scrolling through like the discover page on on like Instagram or like Twitter, and it's just the dumbest. It's like here's a video of a small goose riding a giraffe around the desert, and it's and I'm just like, bro, like, but that's he'll awesome. Watch, it is great, but he'll watch like. Two hours of it. I'm like, bro, you want to talk about brand strategy? Like, do you want to do something right now besides like, here's a man falling off a gutter into a into a glass into box. a glass like, box gutter gutter? Yeah, I was like, what the? I fuck think that's are a, you that's doing? a social media person thing to do. I've seen a lot of people do that. Yes. It's like your little escape from dude. I was telling him brain. we need to go do like a ten day meditation retreat together. He mm. won't do. Would you? I was he gonna do a Thailand one. There was a seven day silent. Meditation retreat. Yeah, I think it's good. For, I think it's is is dope. I'd, I'd be down. I don't know down. sign language. I don't know how I'd vlog. I don't want to do that alone though. That's why I was like, no, I can't. You got do that. you have four people in this room that will do it with you. Damn. Yeah. yeah, we're super big on that. Bro, I didn't even. I wasn't even conscious about my 
shit content consuming until until you pointed out. You're like, what the fuck are you watching? And it's like a marble rolling down like a couple blocks to knock over an egg to flip a spatula into a, a clock. Jokingly, and, I, and I, he said it as a joke, guys. And then now he's like, oh my god, like every day. Every day I see you. You're just sitting on the phone, just watching the dumbest shit, dude. And I'm like, what are you fucking? Le- doing? Legitimately though, like at what point does that become not healthy? No, well, I don't think it does because you know who also does this? And fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Joe Rogan. He he got caught in a hole. He admitted yesterday of the the fact that the female uh, octopuses can like swallow and eat the ma- the males who are promiscuous. Did he see, and piss them off by going f- and fucking other female yeah. octopuses? Did yeah, he, he posted see, like four times. Yeah, yeah he was, posted four times about it. the female octopuses devouring the males. Yeah, and I was like, I'm glad it's not me, Joe. Because <laughs> let me tell you how much I know about the manta cr- the mantis shrimp. The mantis shrimp. Oh, oh the one that the punches. Man. Yeah, bro. At the yep, speed of I've lightning, creates shockwaves in the water. I've been there too. You can see seventeen colors. We had a debate. You know how humans can see four. Yeah, we had a debate. Fuck you. Mike. We had a debate in college to to uh, we wanted to get a mantis shrimp to see if it would actually it, it could uh, break skin. Oh really? Yeah, because they say it punches. They say it's like it goes one like, of the most powerful punches. It in is the world pound, pound for pound. It is the most powerful impact from an animal. It's got charged up uh, like little arms. And it goes, it, goes poof, it fucks you up. And it's got it's like a, a battering ram at the end. You know, of it. It, it's funny. It's funny <laughs> that I just started talking about your consumption of it because the time I really realized was was the night at the hotel during the flat Earth thing. Oh, that was. That was bad. Like that, 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 that was, was it because I yeah, looked at bad. you. I looked at him. He had, I think, two sweatshirts and a massive jacket on. And we're in a heated bar. Like everyone's got T-shirts on. He's pouring sweat and he's watching a, a, a video <laughs> of a, like you said before, a marble rolls down a ramp, hits a spoon that knocks a race car into an egg that drops into a pan that's cooked some bacon, a toaster. And I'm looking at him and he's just... He's engaged by the phone. He's there's no life there, bro. And I go, hey man, are you okay right now? And he goes, he goes, he looks at me like slowly. He goes, <laughs> and I go, I'm gonna have to ask you to put your phone down for a few minutes. Dude. You didn't say anything. No, You're no. Just, but then you know what happened now, after. I'll, but then you know what happened after that. I passed out for the audio. Only listeners. Uh, we'll talk about it again. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But like first time in my life that I passed out and uh, headbutted the floor. And my friend Mike, <laughs> I want to save this story okay. for like another podcast because it's a damn good it's a one. Big story. Hey man, you ever consume shit content? <laughs> no, he just oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. I used to like that. Used to be when I like I, I asked myself when I had so much free time and I wasn't on my phone. What the hell did I used to do? And it used to be just that. So what are you doing now, bro? Shit. Just working on myself. I go to the gym. I read books. I listen to a lot of audio books. I do literally the boring things. Like the boring things to try to better yourself. It's like, good. Yeah. It, better yourself and also humanize yourself, I think. Yeah. I, I try to I try to be there more. Mm. Like, you know, I try to be present more on whatever I'm doing. Even if I'm just walking outside, looking around and being like, oh, that's what the sky looks like. That's I'm, I'm envious. I'm envious because… uh I, it's a, one thing I don't think we talk about enough, the dangers of overstimulation in this world. And I am the biggest offender. I need to be to a point where it actually sometimes interrupts people's non-stimulation where they're trying to relax. I'm always going. I'm just a charged up individual. <laughs> and uh, you're doing the right thing, bro. 
Do, would you say you have a pretty good grasp on your daily routine right now? Uh, it's not as structured as it should be because, like, if it was structured, I'd be like, I'm at the gym at this time. So yeah, it's still yeah, flexible yeah. in terms of when I do everything, but I, I get what I need to get done done. So. Yeah, we were, we, were, we had uh, Kevin Hines on the podcast. Have you? Do you know Kevin at all? No. Yeah, he um, he's he's dealt with a lot of mental health issues, um, some similar, but it, to a very, uh, I would say, severe degree. And he said, like, the number one thing to help pull him out of all that was just structure yeah. yeah structured routine you have to or else you get engulfed in this like just like <gasps> yeah. like what am i supposed to do with all this time what how am i yeah, what am i yeah. supposed to do in life and it's like that that'll that'll suffocate you so having a routine is great being yeah. being bored oh is God. one of my least favorite things in the world and uh do you know being bored is healthy though no i don't it, think no, so no no this when is, I is bored and scientific. i'm alone in the house and i told evan this bro I'll, I'll I'll masturbate but, four to five times a day. <laughs> it just I, I actually googled. Oof. It's funny you say that. I googled, four to five. I'm I think he joking. said forty five. Or or do you fortify the house <laughs> with cum? <laughs> <My> cum. <laughs> Yo, it is two two things. On a joking note, because I'll start there because I love joking. I understand that because when I'm laying Wait, in I'm bed, not joking. No, 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 no. On a, on a fuck around. No, I understand uh -oh. that because I do it too sometimes when I'm bored because I have nothing else <laughs> nothing to do. Are you, guys, jerk off. Yeah. Are you guys literally 17? Maybe. Did you just discover your penis this recently? <laughs> <laughs> but on a, but on a, I, but on a serious I thought note, you guys knew you had dicks like a long time ago. We just found out. Uh, but, I think I'm going to post this on Instagram. But, Tag your friend, <laughs> but on a but on a serious note, he's got a point in in it being healthy. Now, here here's something I read about. And me and Spencer both read this study, a little bit of it. It's not being bored, and and it, so what it is is up until the age of cell phones and TV and always on media that's always stimulating you, people would get bored and they would just think. They would think of new ideas. They would mm -hmm. think of new books. Like they would the think of new songs. Exactly. Can you imagine how dark it would be or non-winged it would be in this world if <laughs> social media existed in 1862 when Thomas Graham Bell invented yeah. the I mean, telebulb? Dude, back, back, <laughs> back in the you just, day. You just combined two, you combined there's two, two things in there. And two inventions. <laughs> a telebulb. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone and Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. And you just said, I said that. You just said <laughs> Thomas... <laughs> Graham Bell invented the, the telebulb. <laughs> I was trying to Yo, put a button. That's ridiculous, Mike. You're amazing. You're that's an incredible. amazing human being. Yeah, truly phenomenal. And by the way, so fucking are you, bro. Yeah. Facts. All right, let's go do things involving picking up weights and putting them down. All right. Let's <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.